Welcome to the Living Artist Podcast. I'm your host, Preston M. Smith. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Living Artist Podcast. I'm Preston M. Smith, at PMS Artwork Everywhere on Internet Land and Socials. I want to thank you for landing on this podcast. Whether you're a professional artist, just getting started in the art world, a collector of art, or just consider yourself a creative person, this podcast has something for you. I like to think of it as a fun way to rant and talk to other creative people about living the life of an artist, surviving and getting ahead in the art world, and enjoying your life. But most importantly, not waiting until you're dead to make it happen. All right, let's get started. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. I have a very particular set of skills. Oh, yeah, Liam? What are those? Uh, you mean like painting styles or what? No, it's mostly killing people. Oh, God. <laughs> Just having a little loopy fun here on a Friday. Yes, that was supposed to be Liam Neeson from one of his many I'm a Badass movies. But the reference all makes sense in an abstract way, as it always does. So let's get into it. Welcome back to the show. Episode 56, if I'm not mistaken. Unless I put this in a time capsule and release it in a year. We are current at episode 56 of the Living Artist Podcast. Welcome back. Hope you're getting some value out of this so far. Always good to have you here. It is Friday and still dealing with some back issues, but rolling with it. Got a little bit more mobility. So got to love that. I wanted to talk today about some different strategies and how there is not a one size fits all when it comes to your art career, your art path. I just had my first talk on Clubhouse, which is a really cool new app. Actually, Alejandro Castagnon, who was one of my interviewees recently, him and I have kind of struck up a friendship and he introduced me to Clubhouse and invited me to the platform along with Conrad and Amy Haberland. So shout out to them as well. Shout out. It's kind of on the hush hush right now. It hasn't been released to the public, but you can get on there by invite only right now. And you host these rooms and it's kind of like a group podcast where you just hear a bunch of people talking. And we were talking about selling art online. And that was our platform. And we ended up talking for like two hours. And it was really cool hearing other people's stories, hearing certain pitfalls. But I've also been listening to other rooms, uh, other topics. That was my first one that I participated in as a speaker, but I'd heard some other ones. And hearing a lot of artists speak about their tactics and their path to becoming whatever, a successful artist. Um, I know successful as an artist is very subjective and it's different for each person. Hence the word subjective. Eh, eh, eh. Okay. So yeah, 
little loopy today, but that's all right. We're going to keep going. We're going to roll with it. Listening to them speak, it's interesting because some people have a very specific path and hearing them talk about it and hearing them be very impassioned about it, uh, it was great. You learn a lot from it, but I think some people have a tendency to kind of think about it as a one-size-fits-all. I did this, therefore this should work for everybody. I heard people talking about you know, specialized marketing, like the old school thing, whatever, the 22 immutable laws of marketing. A lot of that stuff has not really changed. Defining your little niche, you know, and going after people, going online, getting the Facebook pixel, doing test audiences and, you know, honing that down, getting your SEO really tight and, you know, getting your audience really tight, targeting a very specific group of people of a specific level of wealth, uh, an area that they live in, a neighborhood, their, their likes, their hobbies, that kind of thing. And I think some people find that very effective. This person who was speaking does a lot of comic book style illustrations and paintings, and he's been very successful with that and that kind of marketing. Now, I've done that before, and it's worked to varying degrees. Um, it hasn't been my like go-to, but it just made me think about how many different strategies and tactics there are, how many different paths there are. Like the end goal is the same, but we all take different paths or different roads to get there, to that end goal, or I mean to that end location. Sorry, I should keep my analogies straight uh, or my metaphor straight. What are we? What is this? What's happening? Are we on a podcast? Welcome back to the show, everybody. The point is, is there many different paths to get to the same location, many different routes. For me, when I was talking yesterday, and I kind of, you know, it was good because I was getting my feet wet. I'd never done this before, but I was talking to a very small crowd at the beginning because people kind of come in the longer you're talking. So a lot of people didn't really get to hear it. So I thought it might be valuable to talk about it here on the show. And that is my strategy is really a bunch of different strategies. It's kind of like casting a wide net. It's not just becoming a marketing genius as far as my target audience and who I you know, sell ads to. This person was also spending a lot of money on selling ads. And that's great if you have that ability, if you have that kind of income to spend on your art, uh, that's wonderful. But not everybody has that. And it's not going to be the same. You're not going to have the same efficacy as this person maybe doing the exact same thing. If you're like an abstract artist or a portrait artist or whatever, sculptor, you might experience something different than this person did. So I do that. That's one of the tools in my arsenal. I do buy ads from time to time on Google. I used to do Facebook. Hasn't been really effective to me. This person was talking about how effective Facebook is. Of course, you can buy Facebook ads. And um, if you are testing it well, getting the right audience, then it can be very effective. Same thing with Instagram. Kind of the same source. Facebook owns Instagram now. So you can target your ads in a similar fashion. And that's all great. Uh, I do most of my ads through Google and I drive people to my personal website. So that's part of my strategy, which is of of this casting this wide net is to put a lot of effort and money into driving people to my website because I don't need to do that with these big art marketplaces because they already have their own audience. They already have their own budget where they're spending a lot of money to drive traffic to them, right? So I'm going to spend that money on getting people to my site where I have some control, where I get their information, I get their email address, or I get their contact information, which is something I can also target later. 
but I'm also keeping a higher percentage or all of the percentage. (laughs) What's higher than all of the percentage, right? I keep 100% or 97% of whatever minus like the Stripe fees or the PayPal fees. I'm keeping all of that, all that's being spent on the artwork minus discounts, I'm keeping it. I'm not giving a 33 to 50% commission to these art marketplaces. So that's money well spent. That's a good ROI for me to spend money on Google ads. Now I'm expecting these art marketplaces like Artfinder, Singular, Sachi, so on and so forth to have their own big budget and to drive people there. And hopefully I'm one of those artists that people see, but it would kind of be shooting myself in the foot if I was spending a lot of money to send uh, traffic to these sites because they're already getting that traffic. And if I'm going to spend the money, I might as well send them to my own site where I have more control. Uh, So we're not going to be a dead horse on that one, but we're going to move on. But that's part of the wide net. I'm not only focusing on just specialized ads. A lot of people are talking about content creation, like, oh, I'm focusing on Instagram and YouTube, or I'm focusing on Instagram and Clubhouse, or I'm focusing on Instagram and Pinterest. And that's how people drive most of their traffic. I didn't hear one person talk about any of these art marketplaces. Like it was not something in their arsenal. It was like, Maybe because of the percentage these are taking, but that's a similar thing with galleries, right? You should be having all of these tools in your arsenal. I did hear some people talking about Etsy. Um, That's another one that works very well for certain people. Now, part of the problem with casting a wide net is time is a limited resource. You don't have all the time in the world to be devoting to each one of these things. But I have found a way to structure my day in a way that I can spend quality time on each one in increments. So every day consistently, I'm spending time on each one of these avenues. So that wide net that's being cast has a little bit of value in each one. And that way, it's like a diversified portfolio. Artfinder might hit today. Tomorrow, I might get an order from somebody on Instagram. The next day, it might be singular. The next day might be my website. Somebody went to my website. Next day might be a gallery that I'm showing in. So you get the idea. This net is capturing people from all over the place. That's a very different approach than just pouring all of your money or keeping all your eggs in one basket, which is targeted marketing. And I think that works for some people. I think the benefit of doing that is that it's all your revenue and it's all under your control. Like I'm driving all this traffic back to me to a site that I have control of and I'm keeping all the information from these people. So that is setting you up for in the future, if you do it right, to have repeat buyers and collectors. Now, you don't have to just do that. Like you can focus on that with your website. You can focus on, you know, your ads, driving people to your website and keeping that information. And then also keeping track of the collectors that you're getting on these different art marketplaces. You're not supposed to drive traffic from these art marketplaces to your website, but you can target those collectors within that marketplace. For example, I have people who come back on Artfinder and buy multiple pieces. And that's because I've targeted them through Artfinder. I get a sale from them. I keep in contact through their messaging platform on there. I send them discounts, things like that through that platform. And they come back and and hopefully buy more stuff. If they do it on my website, I change my strategy and I contact them through my email or through my personal Uh, website address and I send them discounts or whatever it is, marketing material from my website specifically. So yeah, you have to wear a lot of hats. But I also think if one thing doesn't work for a month or two, you've got all these other avenues that could work. That's why I always kind of try to be an advocate for having a diversified approach. 
to uh, selling art and selling art online. Now, look, you can also apply that to galleries. Maybe you have, you are on a blue chip galleries roster and they really give you a lot of personalized attention and you have a great reputation with them and you sell a lot of work. Uh, Great. And maybe that's been sustaining you. Maybe you're making 80 to 90% of your revenue from that. Well, just like any other art marketplace or social media platform, this gallery could go away. It could change hands at some point. They could change their strategy. You know, you name it, many different things could happen. And if that goes away or it stops being effective for you, well, all your other avenues that you didn't focus on are not working because you didn't focus on them. Or like right now, for example, some artists are experiencing that didn't have an online game at all. And then the virus, which will not be named, came down, swooping down from the sky and annihilating in-business, in-person, brick-and-mortar sales. Well, some of the people and their careers were a little bit screwed because that dried up. I know that a lot of these galleries have also shifted to online. So if they are shifting to an online strategy during the pandemic, then they can still target those clients and maybe those people are still doing well. But you get the idea. I don't like to put all my eggs in one basket. I don't like to feel like, okay, I've got 20,000 Instagram followers and that's how people see my work and that's how I get you know, 90% of my sales through Instagram. And then one day, all of a sudden, they decide to start charging me $100 a month for Instagram. Or they start doing some of the things that people have talked about where all of a sudden you're targeting and your hashtags don't work and people can't see your posts anymore and people stop following you or whatever, you know, they just go out of business and that whole avenue dries up. This is the point. I know it sounds like I'm belaboring it a little bit too much, but it's important. So let me just break down kind of what I do. I do Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, the podcast, my website, Sachi, Artfinder, Singulart, Zatista, Artsy, a couple other smaller ones like Artsy Home, um, Gallerima, and a, a few other places that I have some work on like Art Limes and Art Majeure and things that I haven't really focused on too much, but I still have my work out there. That's what I'm talking about, casting a wide net. Now you might be thinking, how the hell do you keep up with all these? And that is a challenge, obviously. Like, I mean, I'm not going to lie. That's why I have this structure in place where I get up and I work on that stuff. Like I will get one piece, I will take pictures of it, and I start posting to all the different sites. Then I do social media and then I'm out and I can start shifting gears to whatever, the podcast or creating a new piece of art getting inspired, blah, 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 blah. You get the drill. Yes, it does take some effort. But if you want to be doing this and you're trying to figure out a way to quit the day job or to be a full-time artist, well, you got to have some structure. You got to start thinking about some of these things. And it's just important to build that structure into your daily routines so you can lay the groundwork for being able to quit the job and to be able to do this full-time. So how do you figure out which thing is right for you? Which strategy is right for you? I know my strategy is kind of a conglomerate of different strategies, but maybe that's something that is not right for you. Maybe you want to focus more on like just galleries or just targeted marketing with Facebook and Google or whatever. 
that's fine. I mean, maybe that works for you. I think the main thing is to just try a bunch of different things. See if you have the capacity to do it. See if it sparks your interest. See if you're able to maintain it over like a six month to year period. If it's something that just bores you to death and you can't sustain it, or you just, maybe you're just one of those people who cannot stay focused, right? And you can't do that kind of regimented posting routine every single day. That's fine. You don't have to, but just do some trial and error and figure out which one of those works for you or which combination of those work for you. And I think through that trial and error and over time and with consistency, you will find that it works out for you. So I just caution people when they're listening to people giving advice on this stuff to not just take the one size fits all approach like, oh, this works for this person. Therefore, I'm going to do it now. Figure it out for yourself. Take it, take the little tidbits, the nuggets of wisdom you get from what that person's saying, apply it to your life, see if it works. Try on the shoe, see if it fits. If it doesn't fit, if it's a little too snug or it's a little too big and your foot's flopping around in there, then maybe it's time to try a different shoe or a bunch of different shoes. Maybe you just have a closet full of shoes like me. (laughs) Oh boy, oh boy. I think you're getting the idea here, but maybe you can take a little bit of this and start applying it to what you're doing. And, you know, when things get pick it back up and you can get back out there and start doing some more in-person shows and, you know, hopefully you're already reaching out to galleries and all that stuff, grant programs, blah, blah, blah. That can be part of your wide net as well. You can be doing all these things that I'm talking about and that I'm doing and setting aside an hour or two every week to be approaching galleries and to online through email, whatever, right now, or applying to grant programs or residencies or whatever it is that you want to do, whatever blows your hair back, whatever that is, hopefully you're having time to do that. And hopefully you're kind of baking that into your schedule so you can do that. But other than that, yeah, just try some of these things out. Try on the shoe, see if it fits, try on a bunch of shoes. And hopefully this was helpful for you. Reach out as always on social medias. Uh, Please, if you haven't had a chance, review this show. Give it a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts if you're loving it. And if you're not loving it, that's fine. Just don't give a review, babies. Be cool, my babies. I look forward to talking to you next time. I got a couple cool interviews lined up. So that'll be coming at you in the next couple weeks. In the meantime, take it easy. Enjoy the weekend. Or I hope you enjoyed your weekend whenever you're listening to this. And stay safe out there. See you next time. And if you don't, I will look for you. I will find you. And, well, you know the rest. This has been the Living Artist Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I just want you to know that I appreciate you being here, and I'm grateful to be in your ears. Your art and creative life on this planet is meaningful, so thank you for sharing it with me. If you like this podcast, whatever platform you're listening to it on, please subscribe and share it with your friends. You can also leave me a positive review to show your support. This helps me to reach more people with the algorithmic magic and keep the show going strong. If you want to see more of what I do and check out the art that I create, you can visit my website at www.pmsartwork.com or follow me on social media everywhere at PMS Artwork. That's it for now. See you back here next time.